0: Are you interested in becoming a San Antonio real estate investor? Well, you've come to the right place. In this very video, I'm going to be covering everything you need to become a successful San Antonio, Texas real estate investor and make sure you stick through to the very end because I'm going to be covering what the top zip codes are. Six of which are below a single month of inventory, which is crazy because it's numbers we've never ever seen before. So let's go ahead and get into this. I'm John Barr with An Investor's Journey, where we go over our tips, tricks, and strategies that'll help you succeed in real estate the right way. In this very channel, we go over what is working for us in the market and what's not working for us in the market so that we can all succeed together in real estate. If so, if you find this content useful, we would love it so much if you just go down below, hit that like button so that other people can be notified and spread the content that we're putting out. Now, if you're new to this channel, we got a a recurring person to this video. We have an announcement tips from the pros season two is back this coming Tuesday, February 2nd, we're going to be interviewing a gentleman that is going to help you 10 X your cash flow for your business. So again, go down below and hit that bell so you can be notified next Tuesday when that conversation goes live. So now that being said, let's go ahead and get into the market update. So let's go ahead and take a look at the numbers for San Antonio. A lot of these numbers, like you've seen the last couple months, are just astronomically high, but that's kind of what we've been dealing with the past three, four months. And you can continue to see this in these later charts that we're going to go over as of how hot this market truly is. So the average sales price was up to 320000 which is a 128 86% increase year over year. Median sales price held the same from November at 255,000, but it's still a 15.9% increase year over year. Total sales to 3519, which is up 24% increase year over year. Now, that number is insane because usually in a normal market, say like summer of 2019, We were hitting 3,500 in the middle of the summer, not anywhere near in the worst month for total sales, which is usually December and January. So to see 3,500 sales in the month of December is is absolutely crazy. But that and to see an increase of 24% year over year is just nuts. The average rental price was up 5.8% to 1525. Employment numbers is at 1.125 million, and that's a 6% de- decrease from this time of last year. So remember, we're going to be starting to come up to the time the pandemic happened and all the layoffs started to come through. So we'll probably start seeing some increases again here in the next three, probably your April, May, uh, market updates. And so the employment, we just lost shy of 10,000 jobs from the previous month. Unemployment did tick up quite a bit to one or 7.35% here in San Antonio. And that is a 1.17 increase from the previous month. Now here's the kicker to this stuff is the months of inventory. We're down a half a month from the previous month. And in January of 2020, we were sitting at 3.54 and January of 2021, we're sitting at 1.68. That is something that is just insanely crazy. For far as inventory and there's no shortage across Texas. If you count my last Texas market update, it's not just San Antonio that's running out of inventory. It's the entire state of Texas as far as our major metros go. So the construction permits, this is a new one that I'm starting to track because we are in such a low inventory environment. I want to see what builders confident is confidence are. So these are construction permits for single family homes only. So in the month of November, there was 870 permits filed in San Antonio with an average value of 224,900. And that's a 2% decrease, but as far as the total value goes, but that's still an 18% increase year over year of the permits that they're trying to sell. Now it's not to or trying to build. That's not to say they're going to build houses at the 224,000. They have to declare some kind of value when they file for those permits. But it's one of those things that by the time the sales come around, uh, they might be marketing them at 250, 255, 260, because it can take you four, five, six, seven months to build a house. So I have a lot of people come up and ask me after they watch this stuff, or they DM me or message me, text me, call me, whatever it is. And they ask, well, okay, great. I see all this information. What can I truly do with it? Or why is this stuff important? So I'm a big believer in what's happened in the past kind of really kind of predicts what might actually happen in the future. So that's why I like to study history and I track this information. So I think it's our job as investors to understand where the market's been where it currently is so we can better predict and position ourselves what might better happen in the future. So that's why I track this stuff to see unemployment being at the 7% and starting to rise a little bit. That's a little bit concerning, but the overall downward trend is still going down. I'm not as worried. I'm looking for those big spikes up like we did in March, April of last summer. Months of inventory is another big driver because low months of inventory can drive up appreciation. But I think what's going to happen, or I'm predicting, is that appreciation rates are going to start to slow down because you don't have any turnover of housing. In order for prices to appreciate, a house has to be going on the market and has to sell in order for that value to drastically increase. So if you have no inventory, no houses turning over, then, or a very slow rate of turnover in the housing, you are going to have a slower amount of appreciation. Where now, when you put the house on the market, you're going to have a flood of offers because you're going to be everybody scrapping over those, trying to get that house, which could drive the price up. But if that doesn't happen fast enough or there's not enough houses turning over, it could slow down the rate of appreciation. So that's something that we are taking a very close eye on and keeping uh, track of as this stuff goes forward. So one thing that I really like to do is I like to see this stuff plotted over time to kind of see where this stuff's going. And what you're looking at here is the median sales price price from June 2010 to December 2020. So just or just shy of 10 years. So you can kind of see as we came out of the last recession where prices went from the summer to summer kind of uh, fell. And what you're looking at is our real estate cycles, where we kind of go down in the winter, up in the summer, down in the winter, up in the summer. And usually the summers are higher than the previous summers and the lows are lower than the previous lows. But as you can see, what we're kind of dealing with here coming out of the coronavirus is, uh, or the pandemic and everything going on, is prices took off. And while these prices should have apexed here in July and kind of started trending down, they're not trending down. They went up and they're staying up. So it's going to be interesting to see what comes around as we go into our selling season of the April, May, June, July timeframe to see what pricing really does, especially when we have such low inventory. So next up, we have the rents plotted on a graph over time, and you'll see it follows pretty much the same strategy where it goes up in the summer, down in the winter, up in the summer, down in the winter. That's one thing you can do that we implement in our business. And I know a lot of other investors have done the exact same thing. You're the landlord. You're the owner. Nothing says you have to do a 12 month lease. One thing we do with all of our properties is we kind of stretch them out from March to end March through April. So that when, if we have a tenant turnover, we can get in the property, do any renovations. We need to do it and hopefully lock in that tenant, that next tenant at the new higher market rate. So that's one thing that I know a lot of people have done and are doing. And that's what I said, you pick up a property in December. I might stretch that lease out to be 15, 16, 17 months. So I get that on that next cycle. So don't think that you have to do a 12 month lease structure it where it ends up in that time frame. Next up, we have the unemployment. So this graph used to be a lot better to look at until we had the layoffs of March, April, Maine, shot the unemployment all the way up to almost 13.5%. But this is something that I want to track over time, especially coming out of a rate where we had huge unemployment numbers and we still have unemployment numbers. Because you saw what the pricing of real estate did in the last recession where it came in 2008, 9, 10, where prices went down and we were hitting those unemployment rates of seven and a half percent, which is pretty much where we're sitting right now. So the reason I'm tracking this is because I want to make sure we are continuing in a downward trend. Yes, it's going to go up and down, up and down, up and down a little bit month over month, but as long as over a three month period, I'm continuing to see that continue to go down and our highs aren't as high and our lows are even lower. I'm going to be feeling better about the real estate market here in San Antonio. So the next thing I track is the year over year appreciation. Because one thing I want to see is, is the market speeding up or is it slowing down from an appreciation standpoint? So my graph got a little bit off right here, but you can see coming out of the last recession that the market update uh, or not market update, the market started to reverse itself coming out of the summer of 2011. So you, that shows just like the median sales prices or prices started to continue to go down and then shot back up a year over year appreciation. And you can see we were hitting tens and 11s for two, three years before we started to slowly trend down and hit some affordability issues, some interest rates started to rise. But as soon as this all happened in 2020, the market took off and we're hitting up in the double digit appreciations, which hasn't happened coming out of the, since the last recession of 2008. So this is something I'm going to continue to track to see how much this appreciation continues to stay high like this. I'm expecting it to slow down just because we have such a lack of inventory here on the market. So the next piece comes, where do we market to get to the highest appreciation to get to those low months of inventory? Where is the most demand here in San Antonio? So now I do this by two ways. My first play is by price range. So here we got the price ranges of San Antonio and the associated months of inventory with those and how many houses really sold. So in your price points, and this is why I use this information, is we love to be in this price point of the one hundred fifty to three hundred thousand price point. Because of those thirty five hundred homes that are are selling, almost half of them are in that that price range and you can see the inventory levels of that. And you can see they're in demand. You have high turn or high property selling and you have very low months of inventory. So if I can t- buy in those price points, target those price points for renovations, flips, rentals, whatever it may be, that's where we're really focusing on because the inv- the market is demanding those price points and they want that inventory. So that is something that we really use this data for that you can implement into your business. The other side of that that I look or the other piece that I look for is by zip code. Now, remember, like I said, that we had for the first time ever, all of the zip codes below, I mean, almost below one month of inventory, six of them below one month of inventory. Now let me go ahead and explain a little bit of what the months of inventory really mean. So month of inventory is something that we use to gauge the speed of the market. So anytime you see what they call the balanced market is six months of inventory. So anytime that's your, basic economics where supply and demand really meet each other and balance out. Anytime that number starts getting low or the lower it gets, it becomes what we call a seller's market where there's not enough sellers and more buyers. That means the seller has the more negotiating power to put that on the market and can really just kind of put on the market, give no contingencies, not to make everything pretty clean, brand new to current market standards and the houses sell. And what that low months of inventory does is that, pushes up values of your home because the speed of the market of which those prices go under contract and how fast they move and what prices they sell for can drive up prices over time. So you're going to see that. So pay attention to some of the data in here of what the prices were selling for three years ago in 2018 to what they are now. Because a lot of these zip codes have been in the top 10 for quite some time. And if you're if you're saying to yourself right now, holy crap, this is some good information. You know, I, this is stuff that I just... I didn't, I didn't even know it was available. I'm learning some amazing strategies. Then all I ask from you is just shoot on over to An Investor's Journey on YouTube, find this video, and just give it a little thumbs up. You know, I'll put the link in the description just so it's one click, like, and you're done. How much easier can that be, right? Just give me some support. Show me some love. That's all I ask from you, and I will keep putting out this amazing content. So show me some love and enjoy the rest of the show. So with these low months of inventory, uh, like 250, 251, 247, 233, 239, 249, these are very, very, very large zip codes with a lot of housing stock or a lot of houses in them. So to see that low months of inventory in there is just crazy insane. And you can see when I, like I mentioned, look at October or I'm a little mishap there. It's not October. That was supposed to be January of 2018. So look at what the prices were three years ago to what they are today. In 250, if you would have bought a house. The median sales price was, or the average sales price was, one hundred sixty-six thousand. Three years from then, it's now sitting two hundred twelve thousand. So you're talking almost, I mean, fifty thousand dollars of appreciation just in just by holding onto the property. Let alone any cash flow you might have gotten. But you got fifty thousand dollars just because the inventory was so low. But I think we're going to start running into a problem. Like I mentioned, is because they're slow and so low, little inventory and so many buyers there's not enough price houses hitting the market or those prices to continue appreciating at the rate that they had been in the past. So now the caveat to the lowest inventory is the highest inventory. And again, I forgot to change this. This should say January, 2018, not October, 2018. So now like, like I mentioned, your balanced market is usually around six months of inventory. But right now, these numbers are sitting at twos even for the highest month's inventory. So there's still extremely low inventory in those zip codes. And they are still some pretty large zip codes. But you can see the price points are still a little higher where, like I mentioned, your in-demand is your 150 to 300s. Some of these zip codes are starting to get to the 400s, the, the high threes, the 500s. Um, so that is typically what you're going to see now it's not to say these are bad zip codes because you still do get some appreciation in the, some of them but you can look at like seven eight two oh nine here three years ago the median sales price or average sales price was five hundred twenty four thousand now it's sitting at five hundred and fifty two thousand so you only gain yes you still gain thirty thousand of appreciation but as far as a percentage of gain that's not as much as some of the low months inventory going from one sixty six to two hundred twelve thousand So that's something that we're trying to focus on why we like those lower ends or those smaller, more affordable zip codes more because they tend to appreciate at a lot faster rate. Now, one thing you'll see in here, it's not to say 7204 was selling at $0 and it went to $347,000. I wish that was the case because I would have, wish I would have bought in 7204. Basically, what happened is there wasn't enough houses being sold for me to track the data. So I don't have what the average sales price was three years ago. So that's just something to kind of keep in mind when you're looking at that. Uh, that price didn't go from zero to $347,000. So there you have it. That kind of concludes this month's market update of the San Antonio market. If now, if you're an investor stumbling upon this and you say, great, I like San Antonio, but I want to know what the other markets are doing. Go ahead and search or go to our page and go back and look at the previous month's market update where I went over the entire state of Texas and what the major major metros are really doing and what they look like. So now If you're interested in the slides or you're wanting the full month of zip codes, if your zip code wasn't on that list and you say, hey, my zip code was not the top 10 or the bottom 10, where was it? Go ahead and...